the volume. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back stay on your a-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Jenkins and Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Tons of reasons why I love betting the NFL on FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's fast, safe and secure, and it has fast payouts as quick as two hours. There's also so many bet types, including same-game parlay bets, live betting, player props, and futures. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they'll be sharing all season long on our podcast. If you've been listening along, you've heard a lot of those. There's risk-free bets and same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds markets, and more. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code J&J so they know we sent you. That's J&J. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See full terms and conditions at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Monday, November 22nd, and we've got another jam-packed show. Um, before we get into it, uh, a little bit of a programming note. We are not recording on Wednesday. Your boys are actually going to take a Thanksgiving break. We figure you probably have other shit to do on Thanksgiving. Then listen to us talk about poop. Um, so we will be back next week. Then. And pee. And do not forget pee. 
<laughs> we have a jam-packed episode with poop and pee today. Um, but <laughs> as always, Jenkins and Jones is hosted by my good friends, Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. Have a good one. Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? And uh, I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. And uh, yes, because we elected to take the middle of the week off, we are cramming uh, two episodes worth of stupid bullshit into one episode today. So congratulations to you. But uh, before we uh, talk about the stupid bullshit, um, we have to talk about spiritual real life bullshit. I know this has been weighing on all three of us, but um, the rapper Young Dolph was uh, killed in his hometown. Um, this week, I'm sure everyone who listens to this show is familiar with what happened, <clears throat> but we uh, we wanted to take uh, a couple minutes to talk about that um, right up at the top of the show. Go ahead, Tyler. I mean, I don't, I don't know where to start other than saying, you know, it's it's disappointing, it's tragic, and it and it's something that if you're a rap fan, you feel way too often. You know what I mean? If you're a fan of rap, it this is this is somewhat of a common occurrence, and that's the most tragic part. And I'm not here to do any finger wagging at rap culture or anything like that. I'm just saying that. Um, Dolph was a solid dude, man. Like, you know, if, if you were a Dolph fan, you were not just a fan of the, the music. You were a fan of Dolph as a person, right? Because he, he his, his personality just, shown, just shined through so much in his music. You know what I mean? And you could tell he was a solid dude. You know, he was someone who, you know, took care of, you know, his, his neighborhood back in Memphis. Someone who who did, you know, turkey drives, you know, that's what he was back home for. You know, when he got killed, tragically, he was organizing a turkey drive that day. You know, he's someone who just, who never forgot where he come, who, where he came from. Like, you know, there was a post from his, his principal talking about how his, he always kept in contact with his high school principal and how he would show up to his high school and help them out and, and help out with, with, with whatever, you know, they needed. And it's just, I don't know, man. It just, it just leaves you feeling empty. And like I said, it's a feeling that's, far too common if, if you're a rap fan you know it's it's crazy that you can make it to this point in your life and still have to worry about that shit in that space you know what i mean like yeah. you can make it out and you still haven't made it out you still can you know die due to the same shit that you were trying to get away from you know the man you know what i'm saying it's just like i don't know in any other industry where that is the case you know what i'm saying i just i don't get it but like like you said, Dolph was a solid dude. You know, his 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 his, his personality shined through. Like if if Dolph was a type of rapper, if you said Dolph was your favorite rapper, I knew I would fuck with you because of that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you know, I mean, I I I, I, I to be keep it a stack. I straight up fell in love with somebody while they were rapping Dolph lyrics passenger side in my car. You know what I mean? Like foot on the dash. I got real life memories to his music. You know, I remember I remember playing hundred shots. You know what I'm saying? While in Atlanta, like reading about the CIA incident where he got sh shot at a hundred times and still fucking performed. You know what I'm saying? That got shot at a hundred times on the way to a performance at CIA um, in, in uh, North Carolina and still performed. And I remember thinking like, 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 damn, like this is that nigga. I remember he got shot in Hollywood and thinking like, why don't they let that man live? And they just refuse to let him live. You know, they finally killed him after years. You know what I'm saying? It's just some evil shit. You know what I mean? But I just, I just, it's, it's, go, I mean, going to, going to get cookies, you got to worry about, dudes running up on you you know what i'm saying but like thinking of, like when you as we see these stories come out about how he used to buy he bought his kids you know every year he bought his kids foreclosures you know what i mean oh, oh i think it was like over 100 properties he owned in, in memphis you know what like you said the city with, with his principal always was there to help hold his principal down hold his school down 
You know what I mean? He set his people up. His his wife put out a put out um you know a half a million dollar reward for his for for to bring you know the people that murdered him to justice. You know what I'm saying? Like he set his family up well. You know, and I, I'm praying for them. It, it doesn't make up for the fact that they lost him, but it, it talks. It, it speaks to the type of dude he was. You know what I'm saying? And regardless of how all that not snitching shit, 500k, hey, it's gonna roll, baby. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, and 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 I remember one thing I remember from the Bible back in the day when I was reading it like that was ain't no loyalty amongst the wicked. You know what I'm saying? I hope they get to snitching on each other just like they will. You feel what I'm saying? But it's just it's just sad and unfortunate. It's, it's like you said, as a rap fan, this is like we we almost are like, who's next? You know what I'm saying? And it's like when you read and and, and it, it it just is it it's sad that you know. So I, there was a song I was listening to where he was talking about how he listens, he 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 does drugs. Um, just like, yeah, I think it's, it's Dumb and Dumber. I think it's the first Dumb and Dumber album. But you know what I'm saying? He's talking about he does drugs, you know, just to deal with all the pain he's dealing with. Thinks about his grandmother and starts crying, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this, this is like, I mean, like you said, the he, he put himself into his music. We, you we talked about this in the group chat. His last tweets were about him having anxiety and not even realizing that was abnormal to live that way. He wasn't, it was abnormal to live so anxious. He thought, you know what I'm saying? And stressed out. That's how, you, that's how you exist. You know, that's where he came from. You know, he talked about being born with crack in his veins. You know, and made it out of that. You know, made it, made, made, made something of himself. You know what I'm saying? Made, became the man that he, that, that he was. You know what I'm saying? The example that he was. And people just hated that. And it's just so sick, man. It's so evil to me. And I just will never understand. And I can, I'll never get used to it. And actually, it gets harder as I get older. You know, yeah. especially seeing the videos of his kids, man. Yeah. And that's where I'll stop talking. He was, he was a very much a devoted family, man. Um, you know, there's clips circulating of him you know playing with his kids there's a clip circulating of him saying he doesn't fuck with deadbeat dads you know what i'm saying like he was someone who took you know being a family man very serious and that's the the biggest tragedy of this all here like of course you know as rap fans we lost a great artist but you know those kids lost their dad bro you know what i mean and that's the most tragic part of this um dolph the the unique thing about dolph is dolph when when dolph kind of the first, my introduction to Dolph, and I think a lot of people's introductions to, to Dolph was preached back in like 2013, 2014. Yep. That's that was she the first was rapping Passenger Side. That's why, I, and I didn't heard the song yet. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Knew every word. Right. And, and I remember hearing that and thinking, this dude, this is my first time hearing this dude, and he sounds like a seasoned rap bet, right? Like, like, like that, that wasn't at all his first time rapping. He had a couple mixtapes before that, but he stepped into that spotlight fully prepared for it it felt mm -hmm. like right like like you know just the way that he was he was on that zaytoven beat which is one of zaytoven's best fucking beats uh it was it's a beat that would have overpowered a lesser rapper and he just floated all over that motherfucker man just floated over and i remember thinking this dude belongs in this rap shit first mm -hmm. time hearing that i was like this dude is doing what he's put here to do like that's that that's my that was my intro to Dolph, and that was kind of just just how I, you know i felt through it with, with him throughout his career you know always followed his music and like i said he just felt like being a rapper was just something that he was supposed to do he it felt so natural to him he had a great rap voice you know he like like i said he he fucking you know through his humor his his personality and his music you you knew who Dolph was when you listened to Dolph. Dolph was very you know open and vulnerable and 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 you know he let us in into his personality he was a funny motherfucker too on top of all of that but it's like i said man it's just it's tragic that we lost a great artist, but the biggest tragedy is that those kids lost their dad. I, I, Just taking, taking people out of the world over what? 
Right. You know what I mean? Like taking people off the planet for what? That that's exactly what I was gonna say, John, is I, I think in America there are still traps that were designed and built that we have not figured out how to unlock with great music, with great photography, with great paintings or poetry or whatever. People have described it incredibly. Like when I, when I, you guys sent me the news story, I just walked around, listened to, um, dying of thirst and crying just on a walk around my neighborhood for like 10 minutes, because I think that's the song to me that describes the world that, you know, a lot of the kids that I'm close with in Long Beach grew up in. And it's what you said. It's one thing you have a rap beef with someone you want to kill the guy, whatever you want to kill. You want to kill young Dolph, the rapper. You don't want to kill Adolph Thornton. You feel me? Whose kids uh, lost their dad the week before Thanksgiving. Right? Like, that's the... That's the impossible part of it. And I don't know... The trap still exists. Right? And it's almost like it feels like... There was an interview with a woman who lives in Memphis. And I sympathize with her enormously because she said, This is the start of the horror, not the end of it. Right. And that, right. you know, that's what we, that's what I, I deal with in Long Beach. That's what we deal with in Long Beach, you know? And I told you guys this over the summer, a corn man got beat up um, and robbed by a couple of um, gang members. And I knew, fuck, like, this is going to be going back and forth between a couple different gangs out here. And we had to write obituaries over it. We had to go to funerals over it. And... The mom of one of the teenage kids who ended up being killed in Compton, you know, this was a fully, I'm trying to think of how to say this publicly. This was an official organization funeral with colors and everything, okay? If you know what that means. The mom stood up there and said in the eulogy for her son, who was 16, "Um, I know the cops are working on this, but I don't want the cops to work on it. You go handle it. And how do you feel about that? You I, and if I if that was my kid, understand completely. Fucking lutely. Understand completely. Absolutely. But the problem is, it's the same thing. You want to kill the the movie character that killed your child. You want to kill the idea of that person, the the public part of that person who's playing in this world. You don't want to kill someone else's teenage son. Right. You don't want to kill someone else's dad. And that's the problem is there's this line between the internal love life of of complicated people. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's this fucking world that is being played in that it, you can't, you don't only go out of one of the worlds. You know what I mean? And that's the fucking, that's the part that turns my stomach, bro. And, and Tyler said it best when he said it's just, it's an empty feeling. And it's unfortunately something that, if you're close to any inner city community, if you come from there or you have friends there, you work there, whatever, like it's just if it, it feel like it, it feels like a trap. I mean, it just feels like a movie that's like it has a beginning, a middle, and end, and all you can do is sit there and fucking watch it. And you can't convince anyone to do anything different and whatever else. And all I know is when I have that empty and hopeless feeling, um, I try and do what I can in my community to make things better for the people here because that's all we can do. And I will say, I will do a little bit of finger wagging. It was just a couple of weeks ago, 
I don't even remember what it was, if it was a Kanye Drake shit, but, you know, it was like a common running joke on the timeline that was like, rap beef is so boring now, no one even got killed over this. Like, you know. Ain't shit funny about that. I, I, I'm not, like, I make lots of fucked up jokes and I'm sure aren't funny to other people, but there's not shit funny to me about that because that's something that, you know, we have to look in the face, right? So I, I do think, I'm not a religious dude. I'm not saying that's the solution, but there does need to be some sort of a change in the way all of us view human life and the value of being here every day, you know, the value of being here for your kids or for your wife or for your parents or whatever. And I don't, the, the reason it feels empty and hopeless is because I don't know how we affect that change. And in fact, in this country, it feels like we have less value of that, you know, with each passing year. So I, I, don't, I don't know, but that's just my takeaway of it is, and as horrible as it is that we lost this artist, as Tyler said, you know, it's teenagers fucking three miles from where I am right now that are worried about leaving their house. You know, I mean, that, that, there's, it's, a, it's a kid at the school my wife works at, right, that they're worried about getting protective custody for him to walk to school. And that's, that's the world that we built. Like, none of us did it. But it's the world that we're in, and until we figure a way out of that, this is just the shit that's above the surface that we can see. But the iceberg underneath the surface is worse, you know, and it's more people under there. So, I don't know. That's all I got to say. I mean, like you said, they, they tried to kill Dolph, but they can't, I mean, you can't kill Dolph the rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, they took his life, but, you know, his, his, what he's done and, and who he is still lives on. You know what I'm saying? So... It's just, it's, it's petty, it's pointless, and it's, it's, it's so tragic, you know what I mean? Enjoy a football feast this Thanksgiving Day by winning $150 on a $5 bet when you join FanDuel Sportsbook. New customers, this is your chance to gobble up 30-1 to 1 odds. Just place your first bet on any NFL team to win Thanksgiving Day. Uh, three games coming up on Thanksgiving, Bears, Lions, Raiders, Cowboys, Bills, Saints. Uh, I hate the Cowboys with a passion, but they are looking good. So I would take the Cowboys personally if it were me. FanDuel is sports betting made simple, and they're always hooking you up with great offers. Uh, offers like this one are just one of the many reasons I love betting the NFL on FanDuel. It's the number one rated sportsbook app in America. It's easy to use, and it's safe and secure. And when you win, you'll get paid in as little as two hours. Sign up with promo code J&J to get in on the action Celebrate Thanksgiving by winning $150 on a $5 bet. Remember to use promo code JNJ when you sign up. That's J ampersand J. Exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only, $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $150. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. A much bigger range than most grills. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. Direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. 
You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone. Then clean up quick with the pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy-to-use surface. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it, because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay authenticity guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. All right, uh, let's do a sports podcast. Um, John, uh, I know you were uh, you want to talk about the Bud Sean Porter fight uh, from last night that uh, I did not watch and that I believe Tyler saw the highlights of, so... <laughs> What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Why, why are we not watching Bud versus Porter? Why we ain't watching Bud? I mean, that's supposed to be the fight of the year. What's what's happening, guys? Do we have a, 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 a you know what I'm saying, a, a, a one-on-one or a two-on-one? One. Whatever <laughs> do we, need, we need to talk. How y'all missing this type of fight, man? Come I on know, now. Bro. I mean, I'm I'm the most casual fucking base. Uh, uh, this is for casual fans. fighters, ain't it? I don't know. If, I don't know if Bud's really crossed into casual fighter fandom territory. Did you see non-fight fans talking about this shit this week, John? I, I don't. I don't feel like I did. It's 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 kind of wild because Bud is one of the like if fight fans knew about Bud, like not what non-fight fans knew about Bud, like y'all would love Bud. He is a animal. Like he gets punched and he becomes meaner. Like he starts off boxing, he gets hit and then he starts brawling. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's a fighter. And, and he's knocked out nine consecutive people. He was the first person to knock out Sean Porter ever. Who Sean Porter's a football player that just happened to play, that happened to box. Like, he's a, he's built like a tank. You know what I'm saying? He's eating, you know, big, the biggest punches from the biggest punches in his weight class. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he, I mean, dog, I think y'all would love Bud. He's from Nebraska, still live in Nebraska. You know what I mean? And got boxer money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Started up a, a boxing academy in Nebraska. You know, I think, I think if you have good grades, you get to box for free. You don't have to even pay. You know what I'm saying? You get to train for free with Bud Crawford. Really close to Sean. I mean, uh, what's your boy name? Dude from New Jersey. Olympian. Shakur. Shakur Stevenson. Yeah. Really close to Shakur Stevenson. They, 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 do, they do work together. I don't know, man. I don't know why people don't mess with Bud like that. But Bud is the, to me, pound for pound, baby. As far as skills, what he can do on, the, on, on when he, what he can do in the ring. You know what I'm saying? How he, he's a right right hander who switches up and goes lefty constantly. Who's actually not. I think the last nine people out lefty. You feel what I'm saying? I, I think it's the, just. I think the shitty thing for you as a boxing fan, bro. I think this next decade is gonna really hurt because it feels like we're moving to a place where I've seen way more people talking about um, UFC. No, who is it? Frank Gore and uh, and and Darren Williams. And, yeah. Oh, okay. I see way more people, and I just think we're moving the to a place. type of stuff. I think yeah. that's where we're moving to, and I think that what's going to happen is younger people are going to realize if they haven't already, I better get famous first, mm -hmm. right? You know what I mean? It's like uh, let me make myself into a name that people want to see this person in a fight, and it, it feels like once that kind of happens, you know, I don't I don't know what happens to the sport, to the actual technique and training and and the art of the actual sport if it gets to like oh I need to do some stupid shit to go viral. So people will pay money to see if I get beaten up or not versus like you said, like this dude, you know, this dude deserves to have his fight be a big deal. But I just, I mean, I just didn't really see that many people talking about it. You know what I mean? I see more people talking about NFL versus NBA. Like let's get a couple of quote unquote regular dudes to get in the ring and fight. <laughs> like <laughs> who, who, who are the fighters to y'all? If y'all, if they're, if they're fighting, you're going to turn it on. Javante is one of them, right? Yeah. I say, okay. you know, Javante. Er is Errol Spence one of them? Wow. Javante, um, Canelo, you know, I, I think I think all casual boxing fans were locked in for the Fury Wilder series. Um, and that shit was boo-boo. Yeah. Fury is such a better boxer than Wilder. <laughs> Wilder co literally cocks his hand in the ring. You'll see him grab his wrist and cock his right hand. Like, he is, <laughs> that's all he has, bro. It's wild to see, dog. Yeah, but yeah, that's I, not it. It's, it's, it's a small circle, I think, for, for boxers that casual fans are too. But I, think that's so a, not, but I think what you just said is the thing. Like, like people were tapped in for that series because the storylines were bigger than the sport, right? But then, it's heavyweight, but heavyweight's literally... It, I know, but then, the, but then the, the fights didn't really live up to it. Well, that's the same thing as the TikTok fights and shit, right? It's like, oh, the storyline's yeah. interesting, but the fight's not really that great of a fight. But that describes a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the big fights, you know? Like... Mm -hmm. Dude, Sean Porter is trained by his dad. You know what I mean? Like, 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 th th like Bud got shot in the head and drove himself to the hospital afterwards. Like, there's storylines here. <laughs> you feel me? His dad, his no. Uh, uh, we need you know, TikTok Don King, bro. I mean, I'm dead serious. I'm, I'm, like, you I'm, need I'm, yeah, people to break those stories right, through right. to the general public because it's. Just, I just don't feel like it's happening. I don't know. Sean, Sean Porter's dad was trying to find his mom at four years old. They got to the house where it was a gambling house where they found her. And, and as they were crossing the street, his younger brother, who was three, was hit by a car. And he tries to control everything, including training his son in the ring now. 
because he couldn't control that moment. Bro, I mean, I mean, these are, I mean, these are the tragic stories that unfortunately people really, you know, tap into. But for whatever reason, people aren't knowing about that. And Sean Porter has been fighting, like, I, I mean, I'm, since I've been a boxing fan, you know, around that time, you know what I mean? Like, probably like, I don't, I'm a, it's, been a, it's been a minute, he just retired. But, dog, I mean, anyway, it was a great fight. Sean Porter's a bull, and he really pressed um, uh, Bud, and then Bud calculated him, I figured him out, and in the 10th round, just bink, 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 where the dad was like, yo, I can't watch my son get beat up like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he did the right thing. I, I, don't, I think he, he was still able to fight, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, um, Andre Ward said it best. He knew it was coming. This is, this is the best finisher in boxing. Like, Canelo's a great finisher, right? Seeing Bud, like, like no matter how much pressure was, Bud was just calm the whole time. He gets hit. He gets a little like, I want to knock this motherfucker out, and then he'll relax. But he just loves to fight. This dude gets punched, and he sticks his tongue out and smiles. He <laughs> loves to fight, bro. And it's just wild that people don't know about him. But, um, I mean, they talking about, you know, these, these guys you probably don't know. You, you heard of uh, Keith Thurman? The dude was knocking, the, the light-skinned dude with the braids was knocking everybody out? You heard of Thurman? Thurman? Never heard Thurman. of Thurman. Thurman. Damn. So all you know, so Ugas, Arrow, Spence, Thurman, you've only heard of Spence. Yeah. God damn. Nigga, Casual ain't the word, bro. Next segment, bro. Next segment. Bro. I am not locked <laughs> in a boxing at all. I ain't going to lie to you. Damn. Ugas, I, I mean, I, he just beat Pacquiao. Pacquiao still fighting? Pacquiao just retired this year. I just ran with Pacquiao, interviewed yeah. him like a year and a half ago. Bro, that was more than a year. He, when, he, when, he, when, he, when he beat Thurman, that might have been three. Yeah, when he, like when he beat Thurman. Or some shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it was 2019. But yeah, like, yeah, when he, when he beat Thurman, he beat Thurman. He fought Thurman and beat Thurman. Oh, I didn't. Damn, anyway. This God, is heartbreaking gee, for got, John. Y'all got me feeling. Boxing is a little bit, it feels a little bit like baseball, doesn't it? Like, uh, I guess, I where, guess. Where, where I, it's, I, like, it's like, it's like you run into that, a 50 year old dude who will really talk to you and make you feel I like. I mean, what's crazy, my young homie, he about 29. You know what I mean? So, I mean, relatively young, depending on how young you are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> young to me. You know what I'm saying? My young nigga, you know what I'm saying? He like my little bro. We hit, I hit him up. He got like, 10, 12 people at the crib watching the fight. He called me up on FaceTime. I had the baby in the hand. I had to give up the baby to Riley because we was celebrating because we think Bud is the one. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, there's some people in it, but it's just like those, those certain dudes, you know what I mean, that, really into, that are into it are really into it. You know what I'm saying? And everybody else, they just tap in to see big dudes punch each other ugly. Ugly, ugly, you know, like ugly fights that aren't even really fun. You know what I'm saying? But I, 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 people said Mayweather fights are boring. I watch Mayweather, like, and do, and I'm like, I'm taking notes. Like, I love the defense because I know, I, being that I've sparred, I know that how hard it is not to get hit in that motherfucker. Nigga, I'll be getting hit. <laughs> I, 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 I set some people down. I've never been set down, but I'll be getting, I'll be, you know, I'll came out with bloody noses, you know, it's all of that. You feel me? I got my ass whooped in that ring a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I know how hard it is to do what he's doing. So that's how you know what I'm saying? Or him and Shakur. All right. You know, uh, speaking of doing what you do. Um... <laughs> he's doing what? Fuck Fuck boxing. Anyway. Paul Pierce. <laughs> the truth. Doo-doo time. Is we now known. to talk about doo-doo. <laughs> the truth crazy. will forever be known as the lie. And we need to discuss this. Paul Pierce went on Michelle Beal's show. For the athletic, smoking a hookah and lying his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's I think a, the line goes on while smoking hookah, though. Yeah. Smoking hookah and lying probably go together. You can't you know tell the I mean? number. Like, way number one, you know he's lying is he's smoking hookah. No way. Right, you've right, never right. been in a hookah spot and someone told he you a single up thing if he that told, was true. He would have threw up if he told the truth of smoking hookah. <laughs> he would have coughed the lung out. Yeah. <laughs> You, you 45 years old smoking hookah? Come on, bro. With a home hookah setup? Like, <laughs> you are you a very untrustworthy shit out of the individual. Cellophane, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Liar. That's. Well, there's what, no truth going on. Which is he was lying. That's crazy. All right. So, most of you know. 2008 finals, Celtics, Lakers, Paul Pierce, and he's admitted to this, pooped his pants. Uh, had he to admitted be, it! Had to uh, go out of the game on a wheelchair, uh, triumphantly came back from a non-injury and, uh, and, and played decent, uh, and the Celtics won the game. Uh, as a Lakers fan, this was not my favorite sports memory. So it, was, it did become a much more positive memory for me after finding out that he'd pooped his pants. Paul Pierce... <laughs> Goes on Michelle Beadle's show, and I want you to try and imagine how badly you have to be lying to attempt to be smug while saying the following sentences. If you poop your pants, does it make sense to sit down and mush it in a wheelchair? I would walk back there and go straight to the bathroom. Why would I need a wheelchair if I poop my pants? You don't sit down on your poop, right? It doesn't make sense. You are hiding the poop. You're wearing white shorts, hidden. Paul. You were hiding the poop, <laughs> Mr. Pierce. <laughs> Mr. Pierce. These poop allegations, Mr. Right, Pierce, right, must right. be addressed. But you know what? You are I hiding don't... a doo-doo. Go ahead. I don't think Pierce ever admitted to pooping himself. He admitted he had to poop. And I think that's an important distinction. And I think we might have to hear him out on this one. No. No, no, no. If you had to poop, if you had to poop, you poop, bro. Look, look I, you know I, I, I know we don't fuck with Pierce, but pooping allegations are a very serious, serious allegation. <laughs> we can't we just throw can that not, around. Yeah, we just cannot throw those around all willy nilly, right? <laughs> if you have been accused of pooping yourself, you deserve, you have every right to have the podium and defend yourself, regardless he, of who uh, you are. He accused himself. He accused himself of pooping his pants. But yeah, but 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 like I said, he always said he had to poop. And he, I don't think he ever said, yeah, I did poop myself. He said so the I word think- accident, bro. So, so here's, here's my whole thing. Like, what this would be one of my questions if, if I were cross examining him in the court of poop law yeah. is what degree of pooping yourself are we, are we talking about here? Are we talking about the whole log coming out or just the turtle head poking out? Like, is this what two is degree or fourth degree? <laughs> right. Is, this, is, it, is it first degree pooping on yourself, second degree, <laughs> or is it poop slaughter where, where, where just a little, a little turtle head poked out and then went back no, in? Like, no, this is felony class pooping your pants. Okay? I don't think it's felony. No, because that's why he needed the wheelchair. He's wearing white shorts. He said I would have stood up and just walked to the bathroom Paul Pierce, are you attempting to convince us you've never heard of diarrhea, bro? Bro, bro. Where you were playing and you shouldn't have been playing. Some stuff came out. You're wearing white shorts. You don't know if it's coming down your leg. A a, a situation where you accidentally poop yourself, that was not a log, Tyler. That was Splash Mountain, bro. I've had a first-degree poop before. And, bro, I I would get a wheelchair. I would get a wheelchair. I remember I was hooping, tried to stay outside longer than I should have. 
and eat, eat. I was like, oh, what? You know what I'm saying? I remember, mm-hmm. I, I, I remember where I was at, 9506 Ravenwood Circle, bro. <laughs> it was the it, DNA it, is still on the ground. You feel, you feel me? You feel me? I can point out the sister where, where exactly where I was at, bro. And so, like, even one degree. So I can, we can't guess the degree, but we can guess that there's poop. You're getting on a wheelchair because it it, it more than peaked. It didn't just show its face and go back in. You know what I'm saying? The wheelchair is proof to me that he was hiding something. I agree with you. And him, and it's a great misdirection to be like, well, why would I sit on a wheelchair? Because someone popped a brown water balloon in your fucking sliders, bro. And you don't want the <laughs> national television to see. And he's an old nigga, so he probably had on boxers instead of boxer briefs. And that is a problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, dog. Yes, but here's how you pooped. know this man is lying. He said in the interview, Michelle Beadle tried to let him off the hook. She's like, it's just like a fun story. And like everyone's pooped their pants. And he said, no. He said, I haven't pooped myself since I was three years old. Now that That's is a, a damn lie. That is a lie. That's we a have, lie. We have all had some <laughs> a, a, a tragic poop incident well beyond our childhood. All of us have had at least one. So that's a fucking lie. I'm going to tell you about another story. <laughs> fourth grade i was on the bus and a little bit came out and i thought shit was sweet went to the bathroom when i got to the school looked at my shit wasn't as sweet as i thought it was thought i cleaned it up and was gucci right i didn't, couldn't really throw no water on it but you know bink bink so we're playing around the world in math and i was a motherfucking dog at that shit right i happened to go around all the way the first time right and won that motherfucker but hold up so I remember no. Mary Michaels, no. Mary Michaels, the homie, she was the homie. <laughs> that was the homie, Mary Michaels. I passed her up and luckily it was behind me. It was like, beside me, she didn't smell me, but like three, three deaths passed. She smelled it, you know what I'm saying? And I remember her looking like, I smell a little bit of doo-doo. <laughs> And I was like, oops, could that be? Oops. Finished it up, set my ass down, and was like, that was a close one, Bubba. <laughs> I but know yeah, you were. You I were remember every bullets, time bro. I've done it. Oh, bro, fourth grade, I, I, when, when I did it at Ray Wilson, I think it was in seventh grade. And I, 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 I think there was another one after, but I think the younger ones, I, don't, I didn't do it in high school, nothing like that. I think when I got older and I think I did it, it wasn't as big of a deal because I'm old. I don't give a fuck about what nobody thinks. You know what I'm saying? But when I cared in fourth and seventh grade, yeah. that shit was When it could have ruined your life. It could have ruined you. You would have been grade? poop boy forever, bro, if, bro, if they knew. Fourth grade, I'd have been poop boy. You know what I'm saying? Middle school, the hoes would have not have fucked with me no more. You know what I mean? And yeah, only, that would have followed, followed you to 12th grade, bro. Like, like all followed, jokes aside. I, I would have had to go to college. I would have had to <laughs> go, to college, to go to college. No, dead serious. Or I had to move. Yeah, for sure. If it moved, oh, for sure. Remember that time you pooped in your pants in seventh grade, nigga? <laughs> While hooping, why don't you bring your ass back inside and shit, weirdo? <laughs> hooping with doo-doo in you. All right, Paul Pierce. <laughs> Get the they fuck call, out they here. call you Paul Pierce for the They call me Mr. Pierce. All right, Mr. Pierce. <laughs> hit a bucket, hit a shot. Mr. Pierce for two, nigga. God, that bit on my head. Fuck that shit, dog. My belief is the witness has destroyed his own credibility by claiming that he's never pooped his pants. That for sure hurts this case. Absolutely. And smoking hookah. And he's smoking hookah while telling the story. And I would just say again, sometimes you're in a situation, as John has described, we've all gone for a run that we got a little further away from the house than we should have when we had eaten, you know, too much garlic the night before, whatever it is. Garlic does it to you? <clears throat> I have a variety of 
You're stomach, Italian. Stomach, no, it's not really garlic, but I have a variety of like, stomach yeah, problems yeah. that were not diagnosed until I was in my 20s. So I thought, you know, really having to shit all of a sudden was like a regular part of life. Oh, you know what I mean? shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll both, never forget you walking out the walking out the podcast like Bob Burgers. <laughs> I'll never forget you floating out the middle of a podcast like I will see y'all soon. All right, that was food poisoning. That was food okay. poisoning. Oh, that it was, was different. It was, remember it was. that was a fucking was. enchilada of doom. I just remember the walk. I just remember the walk. I can see it right now, right at that door, right behind you. But Paul Pierce, <laughs> everyone's been in this situation where. Being on a wheelchair so no one knew what happened and going straight to the shower was the best possible thing that could have happened to you. And if you look at the timeline of what happened, I, I really believe that's exactly what happened. He they say he said, "Get me a fucking, get me out of here, hey, get me the fuck up he out of here right to the now." Shower. He took care of everything and he was back on the court playing as though he wasn't hurt, which is exactly what happened. Boom. You pooped your pants. Okay, just stop talking about it, bro. If I'm you, I'm stop talking. I mean, dude, can you imagine being 50? Like, you, you, you know, he, uh, he is he married? I don't know. Like, he, he doesn't come across as somebody that's married, but I don't know. But yeah, but I mean, he, he, he's, he's at the lounge. He's at the truth smoking hookah. You know what I'm saying? Talking to somebody like, ain't you the man that pooped on yourself in the middle of the <laughs> he game? He said, he said he hears about you know it every saying? day. So that's why, and he hearing that from the, you know what I'm saying? From his, his lady friends, probably too. You know, they might not remember his stats. He don't, they don't know he was a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? But they probably one like. Statistic. Right, bro. <laughs> he is, he is a, you the one. A, the one statistic that's. You look two. familiar. <laughs> and he like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, the easiest transition in Jenkins and Jones history. Let's talk about PP. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we discussed last week. The situation where a man went to a, a concert prepared to be peed on by the lead singer of the band, and we discussed this incident without a crucial piece of information, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is number one, pardon the pun, uh, that the <laughs> singer's name is Eurista. Which is very close to Eurita there. Like, yeah, very close yeah, to Eurita. Yeah, <laughs> and she's very attractive, which is the other piece of information I don't think we had at the time. So, I have a written apology. <laughs> I have a written apology. I have a written apology. I want to formally apologize for talking down on homie who got peed on. You know, uh, after further research and a few IG pictures floating through our group chat, I'll admit I misjudged the situation. Uh, we all talked it over. Points were made. So I'd like to say completely, I completely understand why someone would glue a fucking can to their head and volunteer as tribute to be peed on. I do have one get out of jail free card, which I will never use. All right. But if I did, I'm saving it for a real filthy, nasty freak. Like the one we saw. <laughs> my, my bad G. I understand. I understand. Dog. When you drop that photo, I'm like, <laughs> when you drop the photo, you <laughs> you <Eurystra? laughs> bro. Eureka. Eureka, bro. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm not mad at it. And we talked about this too. You know, <laughs> we some old niggas talking about some wild shit. But if you have dealt with somebody who is a, you know, squirrel, heavy quote, squirter, <laughs> squirrel. Which, okay, let me talk about this. The scientific term, squirter. I, I was talking in a podcast how. Pee and squirt juice is very similar. 
right? It, it's, and then, it's not very and, and, similar. It's the, no, 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 it's no, the exact it, same it, thing. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? Like, if they're, it, 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 at, at least they're cousins. You feel me? But I say, <laughs> Siri hated Real me. Real cousins. Said, blood, cousins. Right, 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 blood cousins. <laughs> not blood cousins. Not cousins. You feel me? You feel me? Right. Not cuz, cousin, okay? <laughs> and Siri hated on me. Instead of saying squirter, it said squirrel. <laughs> So I look like I was having squirrels ride my face. <laughs> but anyway, if you've been in that situation with a squirter, you know what I mean? It's very similar to his situation. So, hey, I ain't mad at the man. You know what I mean? He did his, he did his research. We did it. <laughs> yeah. We did it. So, hey. Hey, look. It's, I get it. Yeah, you know, two consenting adults doing sending adult stuff that was still some wild shit though i mean I do mean, it privately do it privately do it privately that's the that's the one thing i think you should i i, I that makes more sense to me on stage yeah you got to be rihanna you know what i mean other than that <laughs> you you the nigga who got peed on by rihanna goddamn right i, I look a motherfucker dead in the eyes of course i got peed on by rihanna the fuck you mean <laughs> Shit, <laughs> nigga, you ain't got peed on Mariana. <laughs> I know how our neck smell, nigga. What you mean? Come on, what you mean, nigga? <laughs> Dead serious. I don't know why y'all laughing. Shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> on stage, you feel me? But yeah, I would have did for for her. You know, private. But I get it though. I get it. Kudos to that man and salute to him. A real one. I like that this, we got this, uh, this is my theory. She apologized for this, first of all. She said, look, it's about the music first. <laughs> no, it's not. You know? We don't know. We don't know the music. Uh, we know the said, pain. I, I don't, I don't want to be like a shock jock, you know, artist or whatever. But I truly believe that she issued the apology just so that the apology screenshot could go out with the picture of her like, <laughs> as the full explanation. And everybody was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, rock the roll. record scratches. <laughs> Rarista. 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 Right. <laughs> Sorry, my brother. <laughs> Ooh wee. Come on now. <clears throat> All right. Um, let's. Uh, okay. I, so I don't know that we need to fully open this bag back up, but John wants me to read. We got an email from Daniel T. Daniel, thank you for emailing. I, I want you to read for you. And so I, we get it. We get it. Tyler, Tyler read it too. He thought it would be nice to read it on the pod as well. You okay. I mean? All right. For sure. Um, we, uh, we were talking about Staples Center and about the embarrassing paper for capitalistic notion of getting emotional attachment to the names of large office supply companies, which I fully acknowledge is what I have as someone who grew up in Southern California in the 80s and 90s and 2000s. But Daniel T says, y'all got to let Gardy B be in his feelings about Staples Center changing the name. I'm not a Lakers fan, but I grew up just outside LA and I get the attachment to this Staples Center. Even I was kind of like, what the fuck? I get it. Teams venues want that paper. I mean, we grew up seeing fighters with condom depot printed on their fucking shorts. Everything Mike said about the Staples Center representing a new era for the team and all that is right on. I'd also add that Staples Center also represented a revival for downtown LA altogether. That was the centerpiece, and then all the LA Live shit came later. The running joke for years after was uh, for for years was don't get caught in downtown LA after dark. The opening of Staples Center changed all that. Personally, 
I do go to my local staple store because my cheap ass won't buy a printer, scanner, copier for the crib. Once or twice a year, I print and scan some shit. But also, <clears throat> the term staple center is just part of the LA vocabulary. I know Twitter was Twittering over the name change in an OD way. As big of a city as LA is, and as many arenas venues there are, Staples was still the one. If they changed the name from Madison Square Garden to Bitcoin Fieldhouse, Stephen A's hairline would go back another inch. 99% <laughs> of me understands nothing matters anymore. It's all about money and bullshit. 1% of me <laughs> that still has feelings definitely understands the sentimental attachment. I actually think that perfectly describes my view of like everything in sports, by the way. <laughs> Do you know what's wild is while reading this, I thought like all of our fans could be the well, people that I don't say fan, people that fuck with us could be the fourth person on the pod. Like this is a point one of us, you know what I mean? This, this is this. Anyway, I love that. I love that when reading our emails, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> he finishes the email and then we have some breaking news. He says, when LeBron starts doing crypto commercials with some Adele playing in the background, telling us to buy clutch coin, I'll know the world is ending. Earth had a good run. We're going out sad as fuck. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, I don't know. I, I appreciate him putting that into words. It's just, it's one of those things that's kind of like in and out. It's like, I'm not trying to convince anyone from fucking Richmond or St. Louis how to feel about my favorite burger place in Southern California. And y'all yeah. aren't trying to convince me to feel differently about my own <laughs> life and memories. Yeah. So I don't expect you to enjoy emos as much as I do. <laughs> you don't have the same memories. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Thin crust pizza doesn't mean that much to you, and it shouldn't. Um, all right. Breaking news from Biko. I love that. In the Jackson and Jones group chat. Real live news, man. Jackson and Jones. Did I just say Jackson and Jones? I love it, though. That's 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 the name of the group chat. If you have another kid and you take a you take a couple weeks off, Jackson's sliding right in. Right, right. My go bad, ahead, jo my bad, Jonathan. Uh, no. <laughs> breaking news. It's okay, Mikael. Nico uh, <laughs> just texted us that the Kings just fired Luke Walton. Um, we don't care about that. They've lost no, it's the other thing. Seven of eight games and dropped to six and eleven on the season. So bye to Luke Walton. It's, it's funny. Hold on, hold on. It's funny as hell how that man got fired the night that someone puked on their fucking court. Like, this is the most Kings 24 hours ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Good that point. is fucking Good hilarious. Point. Ugh, they, mopped that, they mopped that puke out and then they took out the trash. <laughs> 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 right, do, do, do some home cleaning at, at what the Sleep King mattress pavilion, whatever the fuck it is now. What's the name of their arena? Whatever the fuck. But yeah. The, the bigger news. After a strong week of scrimmages, Clay Thompson has been cleared to be a full participant in all Warriors practices, trending towards return within a week of Christmas, according to Sham. Oh my. Are the, Warriors, the Warriors are playing Christmas, aren't they? Yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. Oh, bro. The best team in the league got astronomically better, exponentially better. <laughs> Dog. I, hey, fuck it, man. I'm, I'm here for it. I want to see Clay. Warriors and Suns play on Christmas, so. Oh, that's good because that's one and two, isn't it? That's one and two in the yeah. West. Let's At go. the moment, it's one and two. I do. Uh, Adam, our other producer, is not on the show today, so I will acknowledge. Uh, let's 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 say some nice things about the Wizards. They're off to a nice start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. We'll see how it ends. <laughs> we all know how it's going to end, but we'll see. <laughs> going to end with someone barfing on the court. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Colin Cowherd has made some great decisions over the course of his professional career, uh, and we certainly believe that one of those decisions is uh, signing uh, the Jenkins and Jones podcast to the Volume Sports Network. So we really oh, appreciate yeah. that. But we appreciate your monthly. We appreciate we, that we, monthly we boost. We appreciate it <laughs> enormously. That last Thursday enormously. of the month. Yes, we absolutely. Let's do. go. Sure. Thank you. Some of us have appreciated you in advance already for the next three months over that. Um, but <laughs> Mr. Gardabusio. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to discuss because this just randomly came across the uh, timeline, and it's genuinely like the funniest. Like, I love the um, old takes exposed, like, freezing cold takes shit on Twitter. I, I don't know why it just cracks me up. And it cracks me up because we're all wrong about everything, like, all the time, basically. It's, it's opinion-based. A lot of it is not facts, yeah. you know what I mean? Even on camera, you know what I'm saying? But Colin Cowherd, when, <laughs> when the Cavs were down 0-2 to the 73-9 and Warriors, Delivered what might be the wrongest take ever. <laughs> it's so funny. He said, I think he said the following. Like LeBron's, this is an older version. Of, he said what we said about LeBron last year. He said, this is yeah, an older yeah. version of LeBron. He can't take a game completely over anymore. But he specifically said, he's not going to have. <laughs> 40 points. He said, no he more chase down blocks. He said, he can't chase you down and block you from behind. And he said he can't have a big, like, statistical impact in every category. He then proceeded to very famously <laughs> chase someone down and block them from behind, score 40 points maybe in every game after that, and lead the finals in literally every statistical category. That is some remarkable shit right there. That, it, there's nothing wrong with, with being wrong. You know what I mean? Like, nothing. I'm wrong about all types of fucking takes and shit. But, and even then, when the, when the Cavs were down 0-2, I was like, I don't think Bron's ever getting another ring. This is Steph's league right now, like back yep. in 2016. I don't think that that was a hot take back then. That's how it felt. It felt like, right. like bro, you know, Bron went to, went to Cleveland, and then these the fucking Warriors came out of nowhere, and it's their league now. Like, I think we all kind of th thought that it was a wrap for Bron at that moment. But for Colin to be so specifically yes. wrong, yeah. <laughs> right? To be no more 40-point games. Okay, 41 points back-to-back -back games for uh, five and six. <laughs> he can't chase you down anymore. Okay, he fucking chased Iggy down for the greatest defensive play in NBA history to help lock that ring up. And then, you know, he's not going to dominate statistically. He led everyone in everything. That's scary. <laughs> everything. <laughs> right? And, 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 and another funny thing is, you know, sometimes we get proven wrong over the course of a season. Cowherd got proven wrong in like four days. <laughs> Being this specific about it, it is just a fun. It's phenomenal. It's incredible. On yeah, it's really a phenomenal, incredible wrong take. Cowherd's been in the game like thirty years. That's a long time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, some around somewhere around thirty-two, thirty years. So you're gonna be wrong a lot in thirty years. I've just never heard something someone so wrong that not just the words are wrong, but the syllables, the spaces <laughs> in between the words. The cologne he had on that day was wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I've never heard somebody that wrong that specifically. You know what I'm saying? But I also get it. You know what I'm saying? He should have been right. You know what I mean? That was what, like, his bronze, like, 13th or 14th year. You know what I mean? But, like, he, he should have been right about the man. But bronze not a man. He's a bronze. And he's been bronzing ever since. You know what I'm saying? So... I get where he was coming from. I get why he said that. <laughs> I also love how wrong he was. That's my favorite moment in basketball history. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just. <laughs> it all, I'm going to be honest with you when it's just because someone sent us a clip and I'm watching the clip. And when he said, 
He's not going to chase you down from behind and block you anymore. My first thought mm. was, this must be a, like, he must have time-traveling abilities, and this was an intentional <laughs> troll. You know what I mean? Because yeah. why would you specifically bring that up? <laughs> like, that, it was so remarkable. Maybe Braun did it because he heard that. He did everything. <laughs> Braun wrote a list down and was like, check, check. Check. He didn't care about Steph at all. <laughs> right, 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 right. Or his legacy. <laughs> I want to prove this man wrong completely. <laughs> Thank you, Cowherd. You are the reason for my favorite moment. <laughs> all right. I want to talk about, uh, because I think this is truly incredible. Did you see, did I send you guys the clip of the man who proposed at the Adele concert? Yes, I saw N I didn't see it. John, this guy led his fiance out blindfolded at a nationally televised live Adele concert. Led her out right in front of the stage. Adele had asked the crowd to be quiet, so she had no idea where she was. She could have been, mm -hmm. like, alone in a mansion for all she knew. Mm -hmm. Takes the blindfold off. She's like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? Then he kneels down, proposes to her. She's like, yeah, she was remarkably funny and did not swear at all, by the way, which I thought was incredible, but she was very funny. Mm -hmm. Then Adele comes walking out, like, from into the spotlight. She starts losing her shit. He then takes his new fiancé, sits down in the front row next to, who they say They're sitting next to, like, Harry Styles or something. <laughs> They're sitting next to someone famous, and she then performs their song, like, live on national television. And I just want to say, comparison is the thief of joy. And just... Mm -hmm. oh. Don't attempt to top Don't this even man. Try. Yeah. <laughs> I'm emotional hearing that. That made my eyes water hearing that. That is Listen, fucking bro, beautiful. Bro, when I when I saw this, these were my first thoughts. That is amazing. What a proposal. Good for them. And then I thought her friends' boyfriends hate this motherfucker now. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, they Plotting this downfall. Yeah. They talking dummy shit in the group chat. <laughs> they despise this dude right now. Like, it was a lot of eye rolls and, you know, going around with, with her right. friends' boyfriends. I'm sure of it. Everybody's Meanwhile, I'm with this bitch-ass nigga over here. <laughs> right, bro. My, my girlfriend before Summer, you know, so, you know, Summer's my wife now, for those who don't know who Summer is. My girlfriend before Summer, right? I remember her best friend got proposed to on Christmas or like some extravagant, you know, beautiful, you know, at, at, at like the fanciest um, in the lobby of the fanciest hotel in Richmond. And, and I was like, well, that's probably the end of us. <laughs> I knew right then and there. I knew, I knew right then and there we were done and we did not make it through that year, bro. Like that shit is real, dog. Like we broke up like June or so. So we didn't even last a half a year after that, bro. And, and yeah, man, like that, like, like I'm joking, but for real shit like that does put pressure on the boyfriends of the girl's friend. I've seen it so many times. I was a fucking victim of it myself. So, <laughs> so prayers up to those dudes, bro. <laughs> Have I told you all the story of how I proposed to Char? No, no, I don't think so. Mm -mm. It's a very embarrassing moment, so I, I want to hear it. Talk about it to the people who listen to the podcast. We, oh, okay, great. I we, thought you were gonna wait off. Like, no, no, you can't say this we and not were, talk about uh, it. We, okay. we were we were young. Uh, my wife and I started dating the summer after we graduated high school, which we went to high school together. Uh, we were we were close friends for three years throughout high school. Uh, started dating right after we got out of high school. Uh, we were like twenty one. We were like three years into college. We were like, all right, bro. Like, you know, we, we, we know that we knew we were going to get married and everything. So 
uh, Shark can read my mind. That is something that has been true since before we were dating. Um, and so she had known the entire time that I was going to propose to her. She knew when I was going to get the ring because I was like fucking nervous and giggly or whatever. Like she knew the whole shit, right? So I took her up to uh, the mountains. We got a nice hotel room. And we're like, okay, this is cool. We'll go for a walk by the lake. You know, the moon's out. It looks nice. I'll, I'll propose. So she knew the whole fucking time, obviously. She's like, because you know, I, that's my real best friend since I was fucking 16 years old, right? She's like, Mike. People that don't have a lot of money spending a lot of money all of a sudden. A million like, person, you're 21 yeah. years old, bro. Like, you yeah. just like, asked your grandpa for gas money to come right. visit me in college. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Because <laughs> the financial aid shit ran out. Like, <laughs> I'm still living with my mom, and she's living in a right. UCLA student apartment, right? Right, right. And, yeah, and, you know, she knows how I dress, and I'm dressed up nice that night and shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you told on yourself. You told on So we're going for a walk. Up. I'm nervous as fuck for absolutely no reason. I'm nervous as fuck. I got, I'm checking the ring in my pocket every, like, 20 seconds, et cetera, et cetera. So... I wasn't like fully dialed in on like what was going on because I was so nervous. So right when we got to like a really nice spot by the lake, I just cut a, a large fart, bro. Like a very <laughs> large fart. <laughs> so I was like, I got super like flustered and like nervous and Char being Char literally was like, you fart all the time. Like, what's the problem? Like, why are you embarrassed? Like, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> so funny as hell, man. She was on that head, dog. So she, she was all, she was swimming laps. So anyway, like five right. minutes later, I propose. It was a fucking you know great night, etc., etc., etc. But yes, that's the that's my that's been, my Adele story. It would have been proposal. funny if after the fart and you're all nervous and Shar's like, yes, I'll marry you. <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? I've heard all I need Did, to hear. Right. <laughs> Save oh, the Mike, you was. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is hilarious, though. Uh, John, you wanted to talk about uh, the a, a sci-fi hypothetical, and I wanna, I wanna, I wanna break this down. So explain, explain this to me. I, I, I can't really explain it. You know, like, I think they have to hear it. So I guess, you know, Jackson in the edit, could you play it? But a, the guy talks well, about... like he Jackson, play the audio right here. My most irrational fear is that there is a version of me in the future that has access to a time machine. And he decides to jump into my timeline to try and take me out. And of course, it'll be a fight for our lives. And if he wins, he replaces me. And then he... Gets to blow your back out. What's wild to me is, like, the dude tells this story <laughs> about his greatest fear. And his greatest fear is somebody coming from the future. Him coming from the future. Him coming from the future and replacing him and blowing out the back <laughs> of the woman he's trying to fuck on Hinge. <laughs> the thing is, if I was to, I would tell rather that story now. You know what I mean? That's my greatest fear. I'd probably replace the blowing out the back with, you know, dropping some dick off, some heavy dick off. You know what I'm saying? Because that's my, that's my thing, dropping dick off. That's you your voice I mean? there. That's my voice. You know what I'm saying? I, I have to speak to my truth. Say it you know in your own I mean? authentic voice, John. You know, I mean? you know what I'm saying? But, like, dude, that's a great story, but that's a great story a year and a half 
into the relationship. That's fun. To, that's not fun to say prior to actually doing that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, th I thought it I was like, this is fun. It's just not fun over through hinge. It's fun after you've already farted in front of her <laughs> loudly, like Mike did before he proposed, you know? I'm I'm going to disagree because you can tell from that clip he's got, you know, a bit of a different sense of humor, a bit of an offbeat sense of humor. Lay that shit out there on the table, you know, from from the jump, I say, you know, you and, see, and, and it didn't you, work. What you attract oh, no, there's, no, no, there, there's no, 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 for her, for her. Okay, she well, she tweeted. Bro, this is hell. Yeah. Peep the retweets. There's so many women who are like, oh, he'd get a date for out of me. There's so many women who, who are And he's getting that. dates with the people he like with the right people with that. Okay, shit too. Okay, you yeah, put okay. yourself out there yeah, authentically. Yeah, yeah. And then the people who are coming, you don't have to, you don't have to pretend that you're not a dude who farts by the lake. You right. know what I mean? Because they know like, bro, who you are, bro. Bro, <laughs> in, in the first fucking 10 seconds of meeting my wife, she told me her name was Summer. And I was like, is your birthday in the summer? She's like, no, it's April. And I was like, why'd your parents do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You didn't say I, you're going to blow that. her back out, though. No, I in, asked, in the first 10 seconds. Asked, he hasn't even met I, her yet. I asked this girl <laughs> who I know for 10 seconds what the fuck was wrong with her parents, and we had a laugh about it, and here we are fucking married. You know right. what I mean? There's, be your authentic, authentic self from the gate. That's what I say, bro. Bro, you know I'm me at all times. You know that, right? You know what I mean? But I think you have, like, bro, I'm just not, I'm not throwing that motherfucker out there. Like, the first time me and Rather kissed, I picked her up out of excitement and danced in the street and swung her around. And she says, oh, you're crazy. I love crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and now we're married. I'm always myself. I'm not just, I'm not assuming, I'm not saying I'm blowing a motherfucker back out <laughs> before even meeting the person, though. That is very assumption. Uh, that's blow, you know but no, but blow your back out was so crucial to that joke. It's not the same if, and he gets I to have get sex it. with you. I, it doesn't I, hit I, the I, same. I, I blow your back out it. is I the punchline there. I get it, but you really, you, you, you he's taking a big <laughs> swing. Said, you're taking a big swing. But listen, you're, but when a big you're swing. talking to Summer and you're talking to Rother, you're talking to one person. When you're putting something up on social media <laughs> or on a dating platform, you're talking to like 10,000 people. So just on batting odds, if that works so with six people, but it's the right six people, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the, that's the difference. You wouldn't take a swing like that with one person, <laughs> but you talk to yeah. the internet different than you talk to one person too, right? Right. I guess the hinge is the internet, you know what I mean? But like, I, I just, I don't, bro, I, I, I ain't never been on no hinge shit. I, I tried it. I tried it like for a little bit. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> what's, the, no. What's, what's the premise of hinge? Like, what's there? I know Bumble's the, the girls it's reach just, out first. It's it's, like, it's, what's, it's, what makes hinge different? It's, it's just, it's just, it's just like the same. It's, it, hinge and Tinder, I think the same thing. I think hinge is more, is, is considered better than Tinder now. You know what I mean? But like, I know more people that use Hinge and Tinder. I don't hear people talking about Tinder. I think Tinder is passe. It's like Facebook of the mm -hmm. dating <laughs> internet world or whatever. But I think it's all trash. I remember like Bumble, like jumping on Bumble and like, you know, getting like Bumble is the thing with Bumble is like women can decide to reply to yeah. you. You say you like them and they, you know, they have the power in that. You know what I mean? But like getting some very aggressive responses and, you know. I mean, aggressive. Cool were that. they were they treating you like a piece of meat there, John? Uh, no, no, there was one. No, one, I mean, one person really hit me up on some like just wild all of a sudden, like dummy sexual. Like you could like, tell you were gonna get robbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> not, it wasn't. No, no, no that was Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> when i looked at the location was like she was living in the 60s i'm like i'll send an uber to come get you i'm not pulling up in my whip <laughs> to scoop you in the 60s at 11 p.m and it turned out to be cool you know what i'm saying but like bumble was like you know you know we, first of all you know being i was doing it in my 30s we i'm i'm dating people i like when my age 
And you know, they yeah, as you get older, you get more confident. Some was kind of aggressive. Less time you know, to waste. Yeah, they they get right, right. And I'm like, eh. you know, what I mean, so. But yeah, it's 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 a scary place. Uh, Instagram has been much better to me. All right, like, that's, uh, that's, where, we, <laughs> <laughs> that's where I found my wife. You feel me? So fuck it. Um. Okay. So that's that's about it uh, for the show. But um, we are talking about merch right now with the volume people. So we've uh, randomly the last couple of weeks, a ton of people have been hitting us up saying they want to buy hoodies and various other things. We you gonna read our ideas out? <laughs> I'm not gonna read the ideas out. But I, <laughs> But I, Squirrels riding my face. But is that I, what you want on the shirt, Mike? <laughs> That's what it seems like he wants. Squirrels. You filthy, nasty You've freak! Been you attention to the show, uh, and you know you are, you are my get out of free card. Up. You are my get out of free card. <laughs> Go to Busio. get out of jail free card. You are that's you. <laughs> you nasty man. To the show, you know where squirrels came up before. You could do your own fucking uh, mad lips on that shit. Figure that out. But um, uh, yes. Uh, I just want to say the reason, one of the reasons that we've been slow getting the merch out is that um, the volume, uh, our producers and the people at the volume keep asking us to, for ideas and to be helpful. And every time they do that, we, uh, it turns into the podcast and we start saying really stupid jokes. So um, we will actually give them some feedback and get this shit out there. But I will say the hoodies are incredibly comfortable. Um, so you're right to cozy. want one. And uh, and and we are we are working on it. So my apologies that we're we're too stupid to actually get uh, business done in those conversations. The people that sent us the pictures of the hoodies, I'm like, oh, you'd be my friend. Yeah, bro. oh, you'd be my friend, 100. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? You know, smoking a J in the hood with the hoodie on. Oh yeah, you'd be my friend. <laughs> like, oh, this is funny to see. All right. Um, I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. I'm I'm thankful for you guys and all the listeners. Aww. You know, likewise. Do you think likewise is better than me too? I always felt likewise was more. I thought you think more before you say likewise to me. Yeah. Or is that too professional? Like, is that too that standoffish? Seems a little like a regards to me. What do you think, Tyler? I think I think likewise feels a little more thoughtful than me too. Me, like too. me too. Me too. You know, you know, likewise means I have fully. Taking in what you said, and I feel the same. Mm -hmm. Me too. Just seems like you know impulsive. I feel like you know what I mean. Me too. Falls out of your mouth. Likewise yeah. has been thought, filtered, and then it comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Me. Me too. Is a gut response to <laughs> to something. That's how I feel. Let's fight. People that listen to the podcast, let us know. Is it me too or likewise? <laughs> We're gonna put up a poll. <laughs> me too versus likewise. Me, me too or likewise. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. Thank you for fucking with us. We hope you have a good Thanksgiving, uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.